the time when they could be sent out of the vessel. The ship had now gained off the southern coast of Africa and was about 100 miles from the Ligulus coast. The morning was beautiful. A slight ripple only turned over the waves. The breeze was light and steady, and the vessel was standing on a wind at the rate of about four miles an hour. But the scene was soon changed. A bank of clouds rose up from the eastward with a rapidity that to the size was unnatural, and it soon covered the whole firmament. The sun was obscured, and all was one deep and unnatural. The wind subsided, and the ocean was hushed. It was not exactly dark, but the heavens were covered with one red haze, which gave an appearance as if the world was in a state of conflagration. In the cabin, the increased darkness was first observed by Philip, who went on deck. He was followed by the captain and passengers, who were in amazement. It was unnatural and incomprehensible. Now, Holy Virgin, protect us. What can this be? exclaimed the captain in a fright. Holy Saint Antonio, protect us. But this is awful. There! There! shouted the sailors, pointing to the beam of the vessel. Every eye looked over the gunwale to witness what had occasioned such exclamations. Philip, Shrifton, and the captain were side by side. On the beam of the ship, not more than two cables' length distant, they beheld, slowly rising out of the water, the tapering masthead and spars of another vessel. She rose and rose gradually. Her topmasts and topsail yards with the sail set next made their appearance. Higher and higher she rose up from the element. Her lower masts and rigging, and lastly her hull, showed itself above the surface. Still she rose up till her ports with her guns, and at last the whole of her floatage was above water. And there she remained close to them, with her main yard squared and hove to. Holy Virgin, exclaimed the captain breathless. I have known ships to go down, but never to come up before. Now will I give one thousand candles of ten ounces each to the shrine of the Virgin to save us in this trouble. One thousand wax candles, hear me, blessed lady, ten ounces each. Gentlemen, cried the captain to the passengers who stood aghast, why don't you promise? Promise, I say. Promise at all events. The phantom ship. The flying Dutchman, shrieked Shrifton. I told you so, Philip van der Decken. There is your father. He, he. Philip's eyes had remained fixed on the vessel. He perceived that they were luring down a boat from her quarter. It is possible, thought he. I shall now be permitted. And Philip put his hand into his bosom and grasped the relic. The gloom now increased, so that the strange vessel's hull could but just be discovered the murky atmosphere. The seamen and passengers threw themselves down on their knees and invoked their saints. The captain ran down for a candle to light before the image of St. Antonio, which he took out of its shrine and kissed with much apparent affection and devotion, and then replaced. Shortly afterwards, 
the splash of oars was heard alongside, and a voice calling out, I say, my good people, give us a rope from forehead. No one answered or complied with the request. Shrifton only went up to the captain and told him that if they offered to send letters, they must not be received, or the vessel would be doomed and all would perish. A man now made his appearance from over the gunwale at the gangway. You might as well have let me had a side rope, my heart is, said he as he stepped on deck. Where is the captain? Here, replied the captain, trembling from head to foot. The man who accosted him appeared a weather-beaten seaman, dressed in a fur cap and canvas petticoats. He held some letters in his hand. What do you want? at last screamed the captain. Yes, what do you want? continued Shrifton. <laughs> what?